0: Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. We got to jump it. I'm sorry.
1: What do you do? What do you mean, jump it? You're going to do a
0: wild jump. You're going to kill us all. I don't have a choice. Oh, I'm no, sorry. this
1: isn't good. You know what happened last time.
0: It, we're not. I got to go. Sorry. Oh, Hold guys, on. Guys, we're taking fire. Land near a hospital. Hold on. Like what you hear? This is a small sample of the action and excitement that await you every Monday on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Download us on your favorite podcast app and join us for space opera, action, adventure, and lots and lots of console cleaning. Let the chaos begin. Bye.
2: Welcome to another season of Merely Role Players, where theatrical people play role-playing games.
1: Hooray! Yeah.
2: I'm Matt, I'm going to be setting the scene, uh, and I have two players here who are going to be bringing the drama. Uh, <laughs>
1: players!
2: <laughs> uh, Ellie, your voice we've heard already. Hello. Alright, mate. Alright, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Good, 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 cool, cool.
3: cool. Uh, and who else we got? I've got Dave. Uh, you might remember me from such exciting adventures <laughs> as... For go on an adventure, and crash bang wallet, what a heist. <laughs> Those classic Millie Roleplayers adventures.
0: Uh,
3: this season
2: we're going to space.
1: Yay!
2: Or, or you're already going to be in space, is going to be
3: the idea.
1: We're in space. Yeah. We're in space.
3: Just me and Ellie in space. <laughs> Just floating.
1: I mean, I really like Dave's company, but I feel like <laughs> it's the eternity I have to spend. I'm not, I'm not thrilled.
3: We're just going to basically recreate Moon. <laughs> it's just going to be
2: silence for the whole podcast. No, it's fine. It's going to be a richly populated galaxy, which I'm going to tell you a little bit about right now.
1: That's okay, so I don't need to Sandra Bullock my way out of there.
2: No. Okay. Already looking
3: forward to these voices. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, here, is, here is the idea that I have, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about like what you're excited to do in a space adventure, and we'll like fold some of that stuff in. But um, the idea is the galaxy is de facto ruled by an organization called the core conclave who reside in a massive structure known simply as the structure uh, at the center of the galaxy built around a cluster of ultra massive black holes it's like a big sphere that's been built around these ultra massive black holes and they all live in it and it's very heavily armored and there's lots of secrecy uh, I say de facto ruled because basically the, the core conclave started as a kind of a logistics operation. Um, the galaxy is big, there's lots of people, lots of stuff. You need to know where it's good to move the stuff from and to, to try and like keep everybody resourced and all that sort of thing. So they, uh, the core conclave started scanning the galaxy and they, they gathered data using probes from all over and used that data, which is constantly being streamed back to the structure to build uh, an in- immensely complex simulation of the galaxy. They use that simulation to uh, run uh, models of, if we made this tweak, and if we, if we took resources from this planet and moved them to this planet, would that help uh, with the goal of the greatest happiness for the greatest number of people? That's nice. It's all right. Yeah, they sound like good friends. <laughs> it's all right, unless you unless you find yourself on the wrong end of it, because sometimes the simulation determines that the thing that will bring the greatest happiness to the greatest number is mm. to completely relocate a certain population, and then they basically don't get any choice in the matter because it's for the good of everybody.
1: Right. So if um, you're the means to the end, you might yeah, not be super happy.
2: Exactly. Um, so it's sort of majority happiness, but what does that mean for the for the minority? There are, there are various groups who have various feelings about this. Uh, there is a thriving black market who specialise in getting hold of stuff before it gets scanned by any of the conclave probes. So it's not included in the simulation, so it isn't factored into their calculations of where it needs to go. So you can get sort of lucrative prices for mm-hmm. it. There is a, uh, an underground rebellion against this whole situation, Call themselves the Glitches, uh, who again specialize in like keeping people off the radar, so that they don't get caught up in all, the, all this modeling and simulation and don't end up getting like ordered to do things they don't want to do. But uh, we kind of need to work out where you fit into this. Mm. So as as usual in merely role players, you are some version of Blackshaw, mm-hmm. which in the real world is a theatre company. Perhaps. You're uh, some sort of theatre company, perhaps you're some sort of entertainment organisation. I don't know what, what entertainment looks like in this galaxy. Maybe you just sit on your ship like tethered to an antenna and you beam out some... Maybe you're intergalactic podcasters, I don't know. Um, but for some reason, uh, the one thing I want to stipulate is that you're, you've got on the core conclave's bad side. They consider whatever it is that you're doing to be to some extent subversive and they want to shut you down.
1: Cool.
2: So, have you got any thoughts about what that might be? I are like you some making kind of art? Are you criticizing? Like pirate radio. Pirate radio is exactly oh, the what I was say. <laughs> Pirate radio. Yeah, I like it. We space, about the rocks. space pirate radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think you might be broadcasting and saying that they that they consider to be, to be subversive? I think there is a um, there is like state sponsored media, so there are stories being told in, in like the space soaps and. All that kind of thing <laughs> that like paint the core conclave in a good light and show that how the simulation makes everybody's lives better and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Perhaps you're either being maybe it's like the intergalactic black arts hour and you're criticizing the like, simulation. You're criticizing setup. the the simulation and the media around mm-hmm. it, or maybe you are creating art of some description of your own that is in some way critical.
1: Um, I reckon maybe we're like a review show and we review these stuff that they produce <laughs> so we're still reviewing it from an artistic point of view but it's all criticizing their their media so it's kind of like on the surface it's like a gossip hot review show but actually it's just we're... us moaning about how poor their programming is <laughs> and i think we talk talking like metaphor a lot uh-huh. yeah. like we might uh, dissect a character but really we're talking about a new policy yeah wink wink nudge nudge no. mm-hmm. exactly
2: do you uh, let, let's segue into talking about influences and stuff a little bit Mm -hmm. Starting off with the question, shall we make this uh, the future? Or shall we make this
3: like Star Wars style, a galaxy far, far away where everything is completely different? Uh, I think everything could be different. So yeah, long time ago, far Mm -hmm. away, (laughs) anywhere else but here kind of thing. Yeah. So I I guess the difference would
2: be... um, if we were saying future, then like Earth might potentially play a part. Mm. But if we're saying this is a, just a completely different galaxy, different timeline, different parallel universe, and everything, uh, we don't have to like build in real human history to any of it.
1: I think I we'll go in the middle, so it's it's uh, a galaxy far, far away to coin a phrase. <laughs> uh, copyright not us, but also it's it's running concurrently with our timeline in real life here. Okay, so. It leaves the door open for linking if we wanted to.
2: So like humans have evolved, well maybe you're not exactly like humans Mm -hmm. from from our world, but humans have evolved in parallel in a different place uh, where technology is a bit more um, advanced and people can do faster than light travel and aliens all live together.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm going to be bringing a certain amount of Star Wars to this. I'm going to be bringing a certain amount of uh, Firefly and Serenity to it, probably. I'm going to be bringing a healthy dollop of Farscape to it. That is a heavy influence on me. Um, and maybe a little bit of Mass Effect as well, which is something I've got into a bit more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what that translates to is like like a, a, a vibrant, interesting galactic community. So it's not like, not like the Firefly Serenity thing where we are the only things in the universe uh, and it's just like lots of human colonies um i want i want cool aliens
0: mm-hmm.
2: but like not like aliens that we can relate to as people right. um, and like have sort of commerce and politics and stuff not with. like
1: oh the amoeba who live yeah. on planet do
2: yeah more more star wars star trek than alien yeah that suits me cool What about you two? What are some space things that you enjoy that you might end up infusing a bit
3: of into this? Uh, I
1: think it's really important we have those doors that go zhuzh. (laughs) Yes.
3: Uh, I was always a big fan fan of um, Logan's Run. I'm not sure. I hope we don't get captured and have to escape some kind (laughs) of carousel style uh, event. But yeah, that kind of stuff. I always enjoy the kind of 60s, 50s view of, kind of similar to the Fallout stuff as well, where it's um almost old but futuristic yeah uh, yeah of. we can we can yeah. build in stuff like that
2: um I, one of the things that i'm very uh excited and in, and in insistent to do is an- anything that is set in space uh you have to use space as an adjective for a lot of things mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. you know like the daleks are space racists mm-hmm. and for some reason it just sounds funnier because you've said the word space mm-hmm. in front of it and like space doors mhm <laughs> Uh, and you, you know, you're going to be paying with space bucks,
3: space bucks, and, and that kind of stuff. Yes, wearing our space yeah. shoes, space yeah. trousers, space jumpers, and space hats. Yeah,
1: I Get, think, pull up yeah. your space trousers. <laughs> I think whimsy is important.
2: Yes. Yeah, I, and that's that's something I quite enjoyed in thing, things like Farscape. Is that it's yeah. it's got that kind of Jim Henson um like slightly fun silly aspect to, uh, slightly camp aspect yeah. to it, as well as yeah the I, mean, I think
1: i think for me any anything that's airing at like in the 8, 8 p.m slot on sci-fi mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm looking at
2: <laughs> cool that's the tone <laughs> all right yes we can still have oppressive space government but be whimsical about how we deal with them and i like the idea that you're just kind of dealing with them through satire and i think that works quite well with the kind of tone that we're shooting towards cool um any kind of like Space opera tropes that you're excited to get involved
3: in? Uh, yeah, looking forward to some of the um, kind of poor sexual politics of old <laughs> sci fi um, shows. Like thinking of Logan's Run Again, just every time he meets a woman, he instantly starts undressing her with his eyes. So. <laughs>
1: How can we? How can we uh,
3: do that? Uh, the about podcast? that. <laughs> is this
2: like the I've not seen Logan's Run. Like the are we talking like the Captain Kirk yeah. sleeping with green women everywhere he yeah, goes? Exactly.
1: <laughs> Classy move. <laughs>
2: uh, I think maybe as we did with uh, with uh, our spy story, that maybe we can uh, unpack and. Uh, uh, Criticise that in some way while still nodding and winking at it if that's yeah. either how you know. want to explore yeah. <laughs> or certainly
0: won't be glorified <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
1: what other tropes? I like uh, there's always um, like, still with the relationships in space situation um, the, the very thinly veiled Oh, look we're referring to real world situations <laughs> of uh, two different types of alien <laughs> getting together and how people perceive that relationship the mixing of alien races Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's always a good one to hit up i mean they do that what like one in every 10 episodes Uh, uh, yeah Yeah. i mean
2: every uh, yeah one in every 10 star treks is there's this whole planet of two races that don't get on (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and oh no one of them's in love with the other one (laughs) yeah okay
2: so talk like it's a it's a massively multicultural galaxy so maybe we'll get some sort of unpacking of multiculturalism
3: in there in some way it's sounding all very deep I just want to do some laser blasts as well <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest that was the sort of thing I was expecting to hear when I said like what tropes okay, yeah, yeah. okay laser blasting yeah.
1: um,
3: like Ellie said definitely going through cool doors a lot yeah, of that yeah
1: um, Ooh, uh, going to planets that look like a quarry the same quarry <laughs> built from different angles <laughs> excellent yeah
2: yeah barren planets it's so rocky here <laughs> or like the, the the amazing Star Trek thing of um, everybody on the planet wears the same hat
1: okay yeah <laughs> just so you know who they all are it's just, yeah that's Yeah. You
2: know, they have a monoculture oh, <laughs> everybody right. Everybody wears the same clothes and hats yeah it's a shame I'm there's sorry, a lot of visual I'll stuff I'll stop you there I'll stop you <laughs> space hats space hats like, thank you, you, you space yeah. hats uh-huh. yes uh-huh. gotta get into that habit gotta get that muscle memory going space habits space muscle memory <laughs> Space but nuns?
1: Are there nuns in space?
2: I think weren't there some space nuns in New Doctor Who, who are also cats?
1: Yes, they're scary. <laughs> space nun cats. Space Is that cat something films. you're looking for, really? Space? No, nuns. no, no. Because I said the word space habit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I wonder if they like in, in this universe they do um, space versions of all of the films. <laughs> space Sister Act Two yeah. back in the space <laughs> habit. Exactly. <laughs> looks like you're reading my mind. <laughs> that would be good. Space, space jam.
2: <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah, it happens. It's canon. Does that mean there's also just jam? <laughs>
1: space jam. I was going to say something and I've forgotten it. <laughs> um,
2: uh, do, you, do you want uh, a space cat with you?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: you're going to have space Tilly.
1: Yeah, and she wears like a, um, like a bubble... Oh, space helmet the whole time even if we're right, not Cosmo the space dog oh yeah. we're going
2: for, we're bringing in Jetsons stuff now
1: I love Jetsons. Yeah, I mean that's in my space cannon, is <laughs> it or in yours
2: cool alright so I think we're getting a feel of the sort of uh, the sort of game this is going to be let's have a quick little rules recap yes. and and rules explanation to some extent because for the first time on Merely Role Players, we're not playing a bodged together game that I bodged together.
1: What? <laughs> uh, we're
2: playing an actual game that has been play tested and developed over many years. Uh, it's currently being kickstarted, um, so check out the show notes for a link to the kickstarter if you want to back it. We are playing Impulse Drive, designed by Adrian Vohn. Uh, and it has the same basic way of working as all the games we've played before, which is you have a number of attributes that describe how good you are at certain stuff. Uh, when uh, you try to attempt something and we don't know how it's going to turn out, you roll two six sided dice, add them together, add the relevant statistic from your sheet, and if you get uh, 10 plus, you succeed and get to take over the storytelling. If you get a 7 to 9, you succeed, but there's some sort of catch, uh, and if you get 6 or below, uh, something bad happens.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't
2: necessarily fail, but you open yourself up to letting me do something.
1: (laughs) Space horror.
2: Space horror. I'm called the space master in this game. Oh my god.
1: We should make you a badge. (laughs) Uh,
2: So that is all still the same. Also, um, when you fail, you get to mark a box. And when you mark enough of those boxes, you get to boost stats or gain new moves. That Mm -hmm. doesn't change. So the things that do change are what the stats are in this game. Uh, So you get five of them. More stats than we've ever had on merely players. Cripes. Yeah. So the stats are... Volatile, which is how um, hot-headed and prone to violence you might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calculating, which is quite self-explanatory. It's kind of how methodical you are, how good you are at thinking things through before you act. Slick, which is your kind of, like, being charismatic, talking your way out of stuff. Quick thinking. Stalwart. Which is how uh, tough you are, but also like um, how how good you are as a person to like lean on for other people if they're in trouble. So that's the stat that you have to roll to help people out,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, as well as to patch yourself up if you get hurt. And alien, which is how tapped in you are to the weirder side of the universe.
1: Ooh. Ooh,
2: there might be space magic in this one.
1: Space magic. <laughs>
2: Uh, So that's the main thing that you roll that for is to operate your uh, faster than light drive uh, if you're piloting the ship. uh, Mm -hmm. But also um, there are things... If you you come up against something particularly weird or esoteric in the universe and you kind of confront it head on, you get to roll a special move with Alien that might help you learn some new secrets of the universe. So those are the stats. Um, Gear and items and equipment work a little bit differently to what we've done before. It's sort of similar to how we've run the last couple of games, where you kind of have a slot that is, this is your gadget, and you can define what the gadget is at the point that you need it. Yeah. Except that it's a bit more defined. So you have three slots, and you have a on your sheet, you will have a limited list of the things that can be in those slots. So it's basically, you've got three open slots when you start the adventure, and at any point you can say... I have look down your list and say I have a pistol, and then you mark off one of those slots, and it turns out you had a pistol with you the whole time.
1: Is is space spanner on the list?
2: There is a thing called a tactical pack, which contains definitely contains a space spanner among other things. Um, So that's gear, Uh, and then when you get like time on your ship to resupply, you wipe out all of those slots, and you can like get fresh stuff. You can keep refilling them each time you leave. I like stuff. Getting hurt uh, works quite similarly to what we've done before with, like, wounds and injuries. You have these five boxes on your sheet, uh, which every time you take harm, uh, you have to check a certain number of them off. Mm -hmm. So you've got five boxes. If I say you take two harm, you need to check two of those boxes. You can check them off in any order, but they they all have different effects. So there's a first box that says just a scratch. And you don't get any ill effects for marking that one off. That's kind of a freebie. But then all of the others have, uh, like, you are rattled, which means you uh, are at a disadvantage if you're trying to do anything slick or calculating. I'm hurt bad, which means that you have uh, a disadvantage on anything that involves any kind of physical exertion. Uh, You're knocked out, which means you're unconscious and need to be revived. And then the final of those five boxes is can't go on, which Mm. means you are out
1: yeah.
2: Out, 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 out. Can't be brought back out. Uh, can't be brought back out. Oh, goodness oh, me! Oh boy. <laughs> so you can mark those off in any order. So you, obviously you'll probably end up using the just a scratch one first, but then you can decide in this situation: would I rather be rattled, hurt bad, or knocked out?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What you know, which is which is best in this situation? You also have five boxes of stress, and at, whenever I say you take harm, you can choose to take some of that harm as stress instead. Okay. So if you've got say five harm coming at you and you don't want to mark off all five of those boxes and, dead. Be, and be dead, <laughs> yeah. then you can you can mark for instance five stress or three harm, two stress. Right. When you fill up your stress, something happens like in your personal story. The game calls it a calamity.
1: Oh dear. Um, So
2: it's things like um, like your old nemesis catches up with you, Mm -hmm. or things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can choose to take the physical hurt, or you can choose to get close to some some kind of social or emotional
1: mental anguish
2: happening. Okay. (laughs) Um, There's also other ways to avoid harm. Like you um, you might have armor in your gear that will soak up some of that.
1: Okay.
2: Says so so it sounds like you can't take a lot. (laughs) <laughs> but there are ways to, like, you can recover some of it. You can patch yourself up. You yeah. can be patched up by your friends. You can take it as stress. You can absorb it with armor. There's lots of ways to to avoid that taking you down. Um, and uh, there is a thing called the uh, discharging. So certain moves and certain weapons will say on them, uh, discharge. And that means that when you use it, you mark that you've discharged it and you can't use it again until you recharge it.
1: Right. Okay. Which you have
2: to do by like finding a quiet moment out of the firing line and rolling stalwart to try and recharge it. So there's just certain things that you have a bit of a... like You can't just do it over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have unlimited laser blasts. Exactly. Mostly that works with... like Weapons will say discharge, and if you just discharge it, you can make it do more damage. But then you need to recharge it before you can do that again. Well, those are the main things that are different. Obviously, we will learn as we go. I'm learning yeah. the system as well, but I think uh, any any
3: questions about how any of this is going to work? No, I think uh, it sounds clear as day.
1: <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah, cool.
3: All right, we are
2: pretty much ready for liftoff.
0: Pew pew. <whistles>
2: You've been listening to Merely Roleplayers. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, and at Facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated, and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode.